Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and we are thrilled to have Julie with us. Julie is the executive director of the Raleigh Tennis Association. She has an extensive tennis background. Everyone in her family plays tennis. And even the reason she moved to Raleigh from Kentucky was because her husband found a CPA practice he wanted to buy while their son was waiting to play in a junior tennis tournament in this area. So, Julie, can you tell us a little bit about your tennis background? Yes, and I'll I'll try to do this in a nutshell. <laughs> I started playing tennis at <laughs> 14 years old, which was 33 years ago or something like that. Um, my family had moved to Kentucky, and my parents had always played tennis, but I had not been exposed to it yet. We moved to Kentucky, and my mom said, you all need to get out of the house. Why don't you go play tennis? And I have a twin sister, an identical twin sister. Uh, so both of us went out and we have been playing tennis ever since. And it's really been amazing that tennis has become my career. It's impacted about every aspect of my life since that time. But I started playing tennis. And then shortly after, I got my first job at the local Parks and Rec in my town in Kentucky. And I started teaching tennis to kids and Jennifer, my sister and I both did. And I loved being able to foster this love for tennis to kids and to create programs that would keep them involved in tennis. So I did that for five years. I played high school tennis, taught tennis through college, and I, I went you know, off to the University of Kentucky and I majored in communications, and I was always involved in tennis. I wasn't on their team, but I I actually worked, <laughs> I, I worked for the local uh, college radio station as the tennis correspondent, so I covered all their matches. Oh, cool. I, Jennifer and I yeah. played, yeah, we played in tournaments, and one year we won the Bluegrass State Games in, in tennis. I met my husband <laughs> on the tennis courts. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... I, it's really through and through. Yeah. Yeah. It really is through and through. But when I had children, I wanted them to play tennis. So the town I was in, another town in Kentucky I was in, they didn't have anything for tennis um, for children or adults. So I took my little background and my experience of playing tennis and I created a program for, you know, children ages three to five. And I promoted it through parents and preschools, and it exploded. Mm -hmm. I mean, the program exploded. Um, I ended up teaching kids as my kids aged, and I came to know the USTA, and they had a program called U uh, Junior Team Tennis. And I, I mm -hmm. took that program, and I implemented it in our community and used it as a way to get kids started into tennis so that they could have the experience of playing it and not just the instruction, because I really believe that you learn by doing and you can feed a ball all day long, but it's actually playing tennis uh, where you, you find your love. So I, I did that program and hundreds of kids ended up going through it. That's a good segue to my question that I had in my mind was, um, it's amazing that you came from a place like Kentucky and then moved, just happened to move to this area because we have a really large tennis community here. Yes. So yes. if you had moved to some other town that, you know, you just happened to be there for a tournament and it wasn't like a big, but um, I mean, you probably could have built 
a large tennis community, it sounds yes. like you yeah, have the background for that, but you came in, right? But you yeah. came into yeah. one that's, it's like, this is a really competitive area. It's a really big tennis community. We have several, you know, we have Raleigh, Carrie, Durham, you know, all these different tennis associations. Um, so it's amazing that you ended up here and, and ended up in this position. That's pretty cool. I, I really felt like it was meant to be. I mean, when I was in Kentucky yeah. and I was building those programs for youth and I was, I was seeing the three tennis facilities we had in our area, which were school courts and, you know, park courts. Um, and I was seeing them full all the time. And I remember standing on those courts mm-hmm. thinking, gosh, I can't believe that, you know, this started with me wanting to teach my little preschoolers you know, how to play tennis. Then then to fast forward. And now I'm the executive director of the Raleigh Tennis Association of, of how that evolved. I mean, I still amaze myself by, by that. And (laughs) I was in a good place and at a good time. So my my whole 33 years that I've been involved in tennis, I've coached it, I've organized it, I've played it, um, I've coordinated it. I've had, you know, every part of it. And it's just been amazing to me to watch the impact that tennis has had on every community. And that I've been able to do that in every mm-hmm. community I've lived in since I was 14 years yeah. old. It just gives me chills to think that I think it was meant to be yeah. when we went to that tournament in yeah. Cary. I mean, I had no idea what that meant for me. Right. But it's, it, it, right. it definitely worked out well for me. <laughs> I um, originally wanted to get a hold of you because I happened to see a post that you put on um, Facebook, I think for Raleigh Tennis Association about Rusty Rackets. And that was to bring, I think, tell me about that. I think it was, um, I know it was to bring people back in that hadn't played tennis in a long time. Was that pandemic related? Was that, you know, because Carolyn and I have seen a huge influx of people coming in, you know, during the pandemic. We started this podcast during the pandemic about tennis. Um, So was Rusty Rackets one of those that was sort of started because people were kind of getting out and playing again? Or how did that start? Well, you know, not really. (laughs) I mean, certainly there's been a a boom of tennis. I mean, tennis, more people are playing tennis than ever before right now which is wonderful. And, you know, we have done a lot to grow tennis and get new players and, and, and connect new people to the game of tennis through the uh, USTA North Carolina program, try tennis, but there was still this little niche because we were getting, you know, emails from people that were saying, I haven't played in, you know, 10, 20 years and I don't want to join a league. I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm not ready to join a club. I'm not ready to be in a clinic. It's intimidating. So the idea Mm. was then, and I can certainly relate to this myself. It's like when you're rusty, you, you want to ease back in. You're not even sure if you know how to hit the ball or move and you, (laughs) you don't, you don't know. I mean, especially after that many years. So to be kind of in a safe place where you can have fun with people that are just like you, they're trying to get back into it and a place where they can find their love for the sport again, um, get hooked mm-hmm. back into tennis. And there was a really a niche for that. And that's kind of where the rusty rackets idea formed. And, and we'll see, you know, working with USD North Carolina, this program will be now um, I think, I think other communities will start offering it as well to that returning right. player. 
And it's been mm-hmm. wonderful. It's a really good idea. It, it, it's been great because, you know, there's players in there. They don't think they would have signed up if it hadn't have been a program that was specifically designed for them, that they could feel comfortable yeah. coming and, and they don't have to come in and start being real competitive. Some players and some people don't want to be competitive anyway. They want to play for fun. They just want to hit balls. They want to make friends. Yes. They they want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. And this gives them kind right. of a place to figure that out. Some of right. the players we've had go through it. They'll, you know, they'll probably go on and join some leagues and, and that's great. Make some friends and form some teams. And then there'll be some that will want to continue in clinics. And I, I know there was one lady that said, what do we do after this? <laughs> Rusty Rackets. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep doing this. So, you know, trying to help those players find a place, but that's really what the program is about. And maybe if it hadn't been for the pandemic, we wouldn't have heard as much from people. So that could have spurred a lot of people to say, oh yeah, tennis is the safest sport you can play. And um, what can I Burn, do to get yeah. back in? So that was, that probably did kind of, prompt some people to reach out to us, which is where this idea came from. (laughs) You mentioned Try Tennis. We had someone on our podcast recently that absolutely loved Try Tennis. It was Adna. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that, Erin? She, after she did Try Tennis, she 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 recruits people to do it too. Yes. She said, try she this decided, program. <laughs> yes. She absolutely yeah. fell in love with the sport. I think she even married her instructor. I mean, it was amazing yes. <laughs> what that program did for her. Did, she, yeah. she married her husband, Malik, who was an instructor for tri-tennis. Um, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about tri-tennis? Well, tri-tennis is, a, you ask like, what, what does RTA or me champion? And it's a program like tri-tennis. It is for everybody. It's, only $40 to do it for six hours of instruction. Um, you get a racket and a tennis towel or a t-shirt. And it's just a wonderful way to, to break down any misconceptions people might have of tennis and being able to play. And I know in Raleigh, and this is probably true in other areas too, we have it in neighborhoods. We have it at clubs. We have it all over the city. And we find people come out of everywhere. Um, the diversity and, and the different ages and, and, and gender has been incredible of who had, has gotten into the sport where they otherwise may not have done tennis at all. But it, it was an easy opportunity to try tennis <laughs> in this program. And yeah. it's been a wonderful way to grow tennis. Wonderful way. Um, it, I know in Raleigh, I think, I think we've hit about in, in just 2021 alone, almost a thousand players this year through tri tennis wow. and the just through that program. Pathway. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, the rusty That's racket, crazy. I think fits well too, because it's kind of some players still may not be advanced players, but they're not new and they don't want the basics but they, they kind of fit into right. that as well. So we're, mm-hmm. we're able to kind of uh, hit the new new player and then people who already have a little bit of a background in it. Yeah, because I've had friends ask me to come out and, oh, can you teach me tennis? And I'm like, I'm not an instructor. Like I, 
I, I don't know if I could teach someone. I can't feed even balls. Sometimes I go out on the court. I'm like, yeah, I can't feed a ball. I'm like, feed a I ball. don't know, but I've had, but I've, I've told a friend, I was like, you've got to sign up for this, um, try tennis because it's a steal of a deal. The fact that you get a racket, you get a t-shirt, you get instruction. I mean, it's you, there is no better. You cannot put a price tag on it. That's so yeah. amazing. Yes. And, and the main goal really of try tennis is just for players to leave having fun and love tennis. So yes, there's mm-hmm. instruction and that's important, but really the main goal is they leave thinking that was fun. I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we can kind of get, yeah. accomplish that in a try tennis session, then we've got that player yeah. probably for life. Yeah. And wouldn't it be nice to take that through matches, right, Carolyn? Yes. <laughs> Come out of every match going, that was fun. <laughs> Instead of her and I calling each other, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe what just happened during this match. <laughs> we really appreciate Julie speaking with us. We have one more episode with Julie where she'll discuss the program that has led numerous people to meet the person they end up marrying, how adult recreational players can get involved, and her most memorable time on the court. If you'd like to see a photo of Julie or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.